let's wing it it's <laughs> not how we're gonna start the podcast <laughs> yeah i'm definitely using that as the intro no <laughs> let's wing it Hi, and welcome back to another audio exclusive WTF1 podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with Tommy. And it's probably quite good that this is audio only, Tommy, because we're both sat here pretty much in pajamas because it's quite late for us in the UK and we haven't even had FP2 yet. I don't have a sleep schedule now. I've got a baby anyway, so it doesn't really matter for me. But here we are. That is true. 24 hours a day, Tommy's awake. He's actually been <laughs> awake all day for the last Since. three weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Long time. But we're getting through it. We're powering through it. Sponsored by Caffeine, this podcast. Very much so for me anyway. Um, so yeah, as Tommy said, we're here for just a very quick chat after FP1. Um, we're going to be doing another podcast tomorrow, or rather, I think Tommy and Matt are going to be doing one tomorrow because Matt, the slimy thing, is in Miami. He's living the life at the moment. He's taking pictures next to the fake harbour. He's making us feel very jealous. It's meant to be very, very warm over there. Um, very but warm. yeah, he's going to be chatting about his experiences from trackside tomorrow in a podcast with you, which is going to be exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a different uh, vibe that one, because I'm sure we'll hear all about how amazing and very expensive by the sound of it. That the Miami Grand Prix is so uh, you'll be sure to tune into that one because you'll get a nice look of what it what it's like yeah very much hashtag influencer life Matt is leading at the moment from what I've seen on his Instagram so it'll be interesting basically to... James Corden isn't he basically it's just he's yeah basically James Corden he's gonna parade down the I'm jumping ahead really but parade down the uh, paddock here with uh, Lando and Danny Rick in crop tops work it girl <laughs> material girl material girl um yes so really interesting to hear um about everything from matt tomorrow so tune in for that one um but yeah let's let's talk about miami because we've now officially had our first practice session and you put a question out on twitter because we had a red flag Valtteri bottas popped it in the wall not great because i mean we've said before this track is quite sochi like in areas and i was like well that bottas is actually pretty good at sochi maybe he'll do well this weekend but i'm quite glad I didn't say that publicly because then i'd get accused of jinxing him but yeah, yeah. he managed to have an issue and um potentially has already biffed his gearbox technical term there <laughs> oh so he's only going to get to use one of his three helmet designs uh oh, once tragic. today <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, yeah. but at least they're actually better helmet designs than I think he's had previously. His partner, Tiffany, good. is getting yeah. better. So go off, yeah. Queen. They look, a bit less, they look a bit less um, clip art, these ones. Yeah, more like professionally designed than designed by a child. But like, still like them either way. If they mean a lot to you, Valtteri, then I'm really happy for you. But I'm really enjoying these new ones because they look <laughs> a bit more professional. <laughs> Enjoy the helmets, Valtteri. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I hope they make you very happy. Um, right. So we're trying to get to the point before we went off on a tangent. <laughs> but um, you put always. a question out during always, yeah, traditions talking about tree. Um, that yeah, you asked fans on Twitter what they thought of the circuit because it has split a lot of opinion. We have at Big Blue0923 saying it's challenging. I love it. But then uh Coart Gill5 comes in with a different opinion saying it's boring 
lots of O's in it. I, that's why I said it like that. What uh, do you think to it, Tommy? What are your first thoughts? First thoughts, not final thoughts, first thoughts. No, I, uh, I like it. I, I'm surprised. Not, not surprised. I didn't know what to think at first. Um, I said it in another podcast. I think it was one me and Matt did actually, where I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kind of go in on a track before we've even seen running. And sometimes, you know, bad tracks can produce great racing and sometimes, you know, great tracks can produce bad racing. So we'll see. Uh, for me, I think it's, looks pretty decent so far. I can see why Christian Horner said it is a mix between Saudi and Baku. You've obviously got the technical baku sector, uh, which we'll go on to later. But the first sector definitely is very Saudi-like, just lots of twists and turns, uh, kind of very fast sweeping corners, which sometimes cannot always produce the best racing when the straights aren't actual straights but with with some drs you never know uh so yeah so far so good i think what about you yeah it's one of those very rare times where i actually find myself agreeing with christian horner which is a worrying time really but um yeah i don't know i've i watched it like i looked up from my phone because i was also doing some articles during the the session and it kind of got my kept my attention for a little bit, but I wasn't like transfixed to the screen. I wasn't super hooked on it. That's and just called a practice honest, session. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but I don't know. It For me, it just feels a bit like stop starty. Like there's not, it's not really very flowy. Like I want to be able to sit and sort of watch the driver sort of really get into it, almost foot to the floor. And it just feels like it's like, go, stop go stop especially with that really twisty unusual bit of track which we um were able to ride on board with a a few times during the session but I don't know maybe it's going to be one of these ones that begins to grow on me Um, I wonder how much of that was the surface though and how a lot of drivers seem to struggle with the but you had quite a lot of spins didn't we spins Mm. and mistakes and stuff which you don't normally see but obviously it's a completely brand new surface and it's only just been completed it's not like other racetracks where even when they're laid you've had multiple kind of formula four races and touring car races and stuff on it like this is you know the first time they came out the pits they were not quite skating all over the place but it didn't exactly look grippy mcgee did it Grippy McGee, another technical term for the podcast. Uh, no, it didn't. You're so right. And I think Formula One was the first um, bit of racing to be on there because W Series is in Miami this weekend, which is very exciting. But um, they had their practice session after F1. So, yeah, as you said, a few very close calls. Carlos Sainz, oh, my goodness. How close was he to binning it in the wall at one point? Like, lost the car and ooh, he got very close to that wall. Carlos, Gave himself a puncher. Again. Yeah, Carl lost his head, really. Hey. <laughs> he bumped his head. Um, um, he did. Oh, that looked painful. If anyone's not seen that video, the poor guy jumping, like, when the drivers go through that little hole in the pit wall, yeah, he pulled, pulled himself through the little hole in the pit wall and just smashed his head really hard on the on the top. He not, did. Not good. I, no, I did, did feel for him because... That looked painful. And the fact that somebody managed to capture it, you know, sometimes when you see somebody like accidentally 
bump their head or like hurt themselves a little bit and you're like oh that's actually quite awkward like I'm gonna pretend I didn't see that yeah that vibe yeah but hopefully it's all right I was gonna say maybe it um knocked some I was going to say knock some sense into him, but that's really quite savage and mean and horrible. I didn't mean it, Carlos. <laughs> you mean but, like um, not like alert, get, put him on high alert? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I let's know not, in my head what I'm the, Let's not start the Katie phrases, especially <laughs> at five past ten. No, because I'll <laughs> actually start talking at complete rubbish. Not that I don't half the time anyway. Um, but yeah, lots of real near misses. Also Sergio Perez nearly binning it um, during the early start of practice. Ma- would it be massively ironic if he did because Red Bull have actually got some sponsoring about around that part of the track. So if he managed to go into the wall with all the Red Bull banners behind him, would it be yeah. peak for F1 Twitter? but maybe not so great for Red Bull themselves and Charles as well, um, having a few close calls. We also saw quite a lot of impeding in that session. Um, as it stands, let me just refresh the decisions document page on the FIA to see if anybody's been penalised. Um, oh, no, they haven't. <laughs> We've got a pit lane speeding uh, and an unsafe release. Um pit lanes being, being for Alban and unsafe release being for Esteban Ocon. Um, but no, there's a few cars, Ricardo um, and Schumacher have been summoned for an incident between the two of them, incident. which was very close. <laughs> Nothing, just an incident. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, are you happy after seeing that in just one practice session? Or are you going to be one of these people that needs to wait until we literally get to like the final bit of quality to kind of make okay, a yeah. decision? Okay. I can't judge on a on a session like that. I think even until you see the race, really, uh, the track will get bedded in. Um, it might. I think we said it before that you know even back it was like a really well loved track. Uh, sorry, I hated at first because of a really boring race and then amazing. So I don't know. My um, which we'll go into the, this sort of the Baku bit of Miami. The, Baku bit the Baku bit because at first um it looked to me like a a bit of a Sochi corner I think it's turn 12 yeah where the the beach is beach and inverted commas the little deck chairs that I don't think I don't think you can actually see sand I don't think you can see over the wall when you're in those deck chairs and see the cars you have to stand up because you're too low to the ground that you won't actually see the cars anyway and I think if I'm not wrong it was a thousand dollars to sit in them but um but, but yeah um that that corner that felt very sochi to me but the biggest surprise for me is turn 14 and 15 that is a crazy old that's that's the red bull bit with the the red bull banners if you like if we mm. want to go on uh advertising space around the circuit to name the corners <laughs> um but that technical sector is pretty wild it almost yeah it, it feels Baku castle section almost very slow very single file um could be a mistake in there you know it could be costly if you get that wrong not this is just coming to my head almost Singapore sling like do you remember that corner before mm. they got rid of it um if anyone hasn't watched back in, back in my day back in my this that that's bad that I'm that old that the Singapore Grand Prix still feels like a new track to me to to say back in my day about Singapore 
my day. Sat there in your pajama bottoms yeah, going on about back in my day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it that sector's crazy. Um, I just hope it doesn't ruin the the racing because we know what it's like when you've got slow corners. It's difficult to follow. We've obviously got new mm. cars that are better for it, but hmm. I don't, I, I don't want to go in on it and until we've seen it because it might be absolutely fine. It might be cool if loads of people been it and it's exciting and it's like a technical sector and it produces lots of excitement and mistakes. We'll love it if it completely separates the cars out because it's a slow, clumsy, single file sector and it makes the race kind of a uh, Bahrain 2010 when they went on that endurance layout. Um, and it separated all the cars because of the slow, clumsy section, then, yeah, not great. So, I don't know. What do you think to that crazy bit of track? Yeah, I think it was Yuki Tsunoda that said it reminded him of the Formula E track. So, you'd think that I'd be all over it. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly an interesting bit of track. Um, and <laughs> what are you giggling at? Interesting bit of track. Um, and well, it's also near yeah, one of the DRS detection zones, which a few people seem to think we might see a bit more of DRS chicken this weekend from the Ooh, place really? that DRS. Yes. So we will see if we're talking about DRS chicken come Monday morning or afternoon or wherever time zone we end up recording with Matt in Miami. But um, yes, that could be a really interesting part of the weekend. Um, now, talking of newsy bits and what people have been saying um around the paddock uh we had some really unusual screenshots that you put onto twitter just as the session was starting which was sebastian vettel in a pair of like calvin clients you might be thinking sorry what but over his racing overalls they might not have been calvin clients by the way other brands are available um, they were puma Oh, Puma, darling. Sorry. Um, he had his pants over his race suit, basically, and was wandering around going to see <laughs> Mike Crack. <laughs> oh, you were desperate you to say write. that, weren't you? You can't write it, though. He's in his pants off to see Mike Crack. <laughs> you literally can't write it. Um, and, yeah, he, was, he did it in protest. Oh, I've got the giggles and I've gone all hot. He did it in protest because um, the FIA are trying to clamp down on the driver's underwear because apparently lots of drivers have been wearing their snazzy designer briefs when they should be wearing FIA homologated underwear. And How dare they? How dare they? This is something that might sound absolutely ludicrous, but has actually happened in Formula E before. Lucas Degrassi a few years ago, I think it was 2018, he got fined. He was on the podium and he got fined, I think it was 10,000 euros and gave three penalty points because he had the wrong kind of pants on. And wow. everyone thought it was mad, but clearly the FIA and the new race directors, Niels Wittich, he is a man on a mission to make sure that the right pants are being worn. Um, and so as kind of a little cheeky, um, <laughs> I'm throwing these, all these puns in here. The, uh, very good. Very good. But um, yes, what are your thoughts to Vettel in his boxes? There's a question I never thought I'd be asked <laughs> on this podcast. Um, yeah, it is funny that the new race directors come in, all the controversy of Michael Massey. And then, you know, they've come in and they're like, pants, jewellery, 
this is what's important. Um, yeah, it's a strange one because I don't know. Like, it's so bizarre that this seems to be such a thing that the FIA really want to implement, and the drivers are sort of not happy with it and think it's a bit ridiculous. And obviously, Vettel's there mocking them. We've had, we'll go into this later, but Hamilton trolling a bit with uh, the jewelry stuff mm-hmm. and now Vettel with the, the pants. Um, Miami, I mean, I have just seen a tweet from Formula Reaction Pictures of just all the random things going on. And Miami does just feel like a fever dream. Um, <laughs> it, does. it is bizarre, you know, even just from the fake water to Vettel in his pants. I mean, maybe at the end of this uh, weekend, we just do like a highlights of all the absolutely what the F things that have been happening in Miami, because there are so many. Um, and that's, that's without even going into that absolutely insane. Um, what was it called? The little intro thing that they had with the, the opening singers ceremony. and someone oh. twerking. Yeah. Nothing says yeah. F1 in Miami, like author singing and twerking and Vettel in his pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was certainly unusual. I mean, I can kind of see where the race directors are coming from in that it's literally in the rule book. And this isn't a new rule that's existed, like that has been magicked up of thin air. Like it is a pre-existing rule. And perhaps the rules weren't being followed as closely, <laughs> obviously aside from, you know, the shambles and Abu Dhabi, but like just generally like these other little things that were in the international sporting code weren't being monitored as thoroughly. And I can kind of see, especially with the underwear side of things, you know, the underwear is there because it's fire resistant and with everything that happened with Grosjean That's in Bahrain, you know, it's, None of us watching that ever thought we'd see anything quite like that in terms of a fireball. I, I certainly didn't. I'm speaking on behalf of myself here, but um, you know, like the fact that his hands were burnt, and the, that's because the gloves, like everything else, has sort of been updated really recently, except for the gloves, and that's why his hands got the burns that they did. Like, why yeah, risk it's it? So, yeah, it's very true. I, that I can, I, the, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where like. It's easy to laugh at now and think it's a bit ridiculous, but you're right. The the Grosjean thing, it was the the things that got really burnt were his hands because they were older gloves, mm. and um, it shows how important it is to have the right safety gear. That you know, heaven forbid that happens again. So, um, yeah, I can see where they're. Yeah. I was going to say, oh God, I can't even say it. Night. I was going to say cracking down on it, and I didn't even mean the pun. Oh, dear. This is a delusional I, uh, podcast. I really enjoyed um, the fact that they brought it up in Australia, so I was able to make a lot of down-under puns as well in my articles. Wee. But Yeah, we. Um, but, yeah, underwear and also jewellery. And this also relates to Grosjean, I think, as well, because I'm really keen to know if he was wearing, you know, Grosjean is a married man, he loves his wife, if he was wearing his wedding ring when he had the accident, because that's another thing, you know, this jewellery might seem harmless enough if you've been racing with a nose ring for however like a decade or you might have a special bracelet that means a lot to you um but if that jewelry was to get 
hot, like, you know, it could melt, attach itself to your skin. That could be a safety issue. Um, is that what it is? Is that why they're, they're being so... They actually said why the jewellery is such an issue for them. I think it's just a mix of things. I mean, like, even when we were at school with PE and stuff, you weren't allowed to wear necklaces in case it got caught on stuff. Um, You know, I don't want to go into, like, too much details, but, like, there is a chance that if you had a necklace on maybe and it's not put on properly, it could, like, catch on something. Or um, same with, like, earrings. If you... That's why us girls, when we got our ears pierced, this is like a throwback to middle school in the UK. We used to have to put like a masking tape almost over our freshly pierced ears so it wouldn't like jab in and stab the side of your neck from the end of it. So like there is reason behind it and I can see why the FIA are trying to clamp down on it. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Lewis Hamilton because he is somebody, my God, like he has got the coolest fashion sense, but also like the things that he wears in the paddock, I'm like, my flat is probably worth like, well, your ring is probably worth three times more than my little flat. (laughs) But um, he manages to rock it so well. And today, whether it was just chance or he just was like, I just want to show off my bling in Miami because why not? But what he wore three watches. I mean, I don't even have one on at the moment. And he said, oh, it's because I I need to keep an eye on all the different time zones that I'm on. He was trolling, 100%. Yeah, like eight rings um necklaces all of it um but yeah he has apparently been given a two race exemption to remove all of his jewelry because this is a thing he's saying some of it i can't get rid of but it's permanent it's there and they're like no lewis you've got to get rid of it so this is going to be a really interesting couple of races to see what hamilton does because it comes back to is Hamilton bigger than the sport? Can he get away with it? Is he happy just to accept a, you know, a smack bang fine every time he does it just so he can continue wearing his nose ring? Like it is an interesting situation because he's said as well that he's been having conversations with the FIA, with the medical team. He he said this morning, he tried to call Mohammed Ben Suleiman, who's the new FIA president to sort of talk things through because I think he said that all of this arguing over what he considers to be little things is a step backwards. So I'd be interested to know, Tommy, what your thoughts on it are, because it's proved a very popular talking point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to the underwear, really, where there are obviously a reason for them doing it, and it may seem extremely pedantic, but I guess it's there for a reason, and the FAA do believe that that's the safest way to go however yeah i guess a bit like you like say vettel with the pants and lewis with the the jewelry that they're just sort of almost making a mockery of it and just going i don't really care um but yeah i mean that they're, they're being very serious with it if they've given lewis that two race uh i mean what are they going to do if he doesn't in two races <laughs> they ban me <laughs> I'm like a whippet. Are you thinking uh, of the Louis Spence? Yeah. The little, uh, honestly, yeah. my brain is just constant TikTok audios. It's really bad. But. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know what what would they do? Because I mean I've just written a, a piece about um penalty points not long ago and how I don't think they'd ever ban a driver just for getting an extra penalty point for crossing a white line or something. But I mean, imagine if Lewis Hamilton missed a race because of uh having an earring. I mean, sounds absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, doesn't it? 
it does it's going to be a very interesting time and I wonder if when it gets that two races Nils Vitic who's the current race director is like I'm going to just pass over to Eduardo now who's the other race director you can deal with all the mess I've put the thing in place but it almost seems like a really extreme way of them because because I have like had this before and I've heard people say it about even like our opinions on on it that you know we want written rules where it's like this is the rules of f1 you have to obey them and that was something that obviously everyone is a very different thing obviously it wasn't about jewelry and and pants <laughs> but michael massey obviously not really sort of um stamping his authority a lot of the time and stuff and now i guess that's what these new race directors are doing in a very extreme way over something that does seem quite pedantic, but it's just them following the rules of what their their rules are. And I guess they've gone with the approach of no driver is too big or too much of a superstar to um, get, you know, a free pass and not have to comply. So, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what it's a bit of a, like a, uh, Who's going to What's the word? First, yeah, yeah. Uh, chess game at the moment with them. So we'll see. Something to keep an eye on. It is. I'm, um, I'm very intrigued. And it's, you know, something that's in the international sporting code, not necessarily the F1 sporting regulations. Like these are rules that are applied from Formula E to Formula One to Rally Cross to World Rally Championship, like it encompasses all FIA championships. This isn't just a rule for Lewis Hamilton and uh, Sebastian Vettel. It's a rule for all FIA championships. So interesting. Um, and talking of maybe fashion Bling. choices, <laughs> bling. Yeah. Should we talk about the McLaren crop tops that made an appearance in the pit lane yesterday? Because I went on Twitter and I thought I was having some sort of nightmare to be honest with you it was actually quite a scary <laughs> thing oh, to see. did you go on did you go on twitter first before you saw my message because i, I did I, yeah oh disappointing <laughs> i sent it to you because i was obviously because of course i was i put about 5 a.m uh i saw it and sent it to you and just said this is uh i've had to see this so i want this to be the first thing you see when you wake up so uh you but yeah i mean you couldn't miss it because it was all over twitter <laughs> in the morning when you woke up it was just everywhere yeah quite something yeah no they've been given some little crop tops with bling on for part of a skit with James Corden which is going to prove interesting I saw um through XPB who are the people that we get our images from that he has now got his own race suit and was doing like garage exercises before FP1 as well. Like they were all on the floor for some reason, all the mechanics. He was, on he's the floor. in, I know there's a joke about people saying that he's like in everything and it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> he is in, he is in every McLaren photo. Like he's on mm. the track walk. He's in, he's obviously walking down the, the paddock with him in crop tops. He was on the pit wall. Oh my God. He's in every single McLaren photo pretty much. <laughs> He is going to just merge into Zach Brown this weekend. There's going to be a point where Sky get them confused and like speak to James Corden thinking that it's Zach Brown or vice versa. Yeah. But um, yeah, McLaren, just as a heads up, please do not torment poor Danny Rick and Lando to parading around the 
paddock in crop tops again because they genuinely look traumatized afterwards apart from Danny Rick I think maybe he is living his best life and he's got an Ace Ventura helmet this weekend so and also Lando won't be too unhappy because he's winning this race according to the McLaren shop yeah they did a big blunder there didn't they they accidentally <laughs> released some promotion to be like celebrate Lando's first win with this Miami t-shirt and we were like uh babes he hasn't even been FP1 yet so basically uh-huh. if Lando Norris wins Formula One is rigged hashtag F1 ixed fixed that, that, has- <laughs> that hashtag can come back when Lando wins <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, there's rain on Sunday, apparently, so maybe not. Uh, well, on that bombshell, um, yeah. Put the answers on this time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it there. That's a smart idea. So, as we said, Tommy is going to be doing a podcast with Matt tomorrow, who is in Miami. So then we could discuss a bit more about the track action from FP2, as well as just the general vibe in Miami. Um, so, until next time, Tommy, final thoughts? Final thoughts are. Goodbye. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I had, one. I did actually have some final thoughts, and then just is completely gone. I probably said it already, to be honest. Um, I don't know. My head. I'm very tired. Um, and well, FP two is about to start, so um, to get Mike Cracking on that. That was horrendous, and I never want to hear you say that, that again. From the podcast. <laughs> just bleep it out. Um, but yeah, oh, they're showing the fake harbour now on the TV. Wow, that looks so much fun. I wish I was there. $35 okay. for a lemonade. Enjoy. Whoop, whoop. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, yeah, thanks everyone for listening as ever. Um, and yeah, tune in for the podcast tomorrow. We're also maybe doing a post quality one on Saturday or Sunday. And then we've got the post race one. So your little ears are going to be spoiled with the sound of our voices um, over the next few days. So there we go. Subscribe, like, share, rate us, whatever you do. Um, and we'll see Peace you up. around soon. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like a little wrap at the end there. Um, but yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.